0: Tommy Stokey here with John Heyman. We are recording on October 21st after a, a two week break due to playoff coverage and fixing some technical difficulties. Uh, We're back, and we are ready to talk about the Cubs and the Dodgers. After last night's Game 5, John, what was your biggest takeaway?
1: (laughs) Well, I think the Cubs have solidified that they are back and hitting. Uh, Once you have Addison Russell and Anthony Rizzo hitting, going along with Bryant, um, that makes a huge difference. It looked to me that the Cubs were really in trouble, uh, early on in this series, uh, games two and three, they did not hit. Um, carrying over from that previous series against the Giants, uh, Rizzo, Russell, and Hayward, all struggling. Um, I had scouts telling me that Joe, Joe Madden needed to uh, bench some of the guys, uh, not Rizzo, uh, but uh, probably Russell. And uh, Hayward, uh, he didn't do that. He stuck with them, and it's paid off, at least in the case of Russell. Uh, with him having a huge, huge game four and five in L.A. So right now the Cubs do have the upper hand thanks to the fact that they are hitting. Uh, they're going to have the home field for six and seven. But, uh, I mean, obviously L.A.'s got uh, set up in terms of the pitching with Kershaw and Hill. I think in this series, if you've got left-handers going, you probably have an advantage in the pitching. It seems like the teams uh, hit the righties a lot better than the lefties right now. Lester pitched well uh, both times out. Um, Kershaw has pitched very, very well, his his game, and he'll pitch very well, his game as well. Hardly any runs being scored against lefties, so uh, the Dodgers, while they're behind, they are a threat to win Game Six and Seven.
0: Yeah, and I thought a lot of the, the the Rizzo stuff. Yeah, he was struggling, but I didn't think obviously there was nothing you could do there. Russell, I didn't want to see him get benched because defensively, he still brings a lot to the table, and you know he had spurts during the year. I mean, I know that RBIs is kind of a a, a stat where. It's debated, but if you drive in 95 runs, you're you're doing something all right. So the Hayward thing, we'll get to that in a little bit because I certainly think that he should probably not be starting anymore at this point. Um, I think he looks lost. But a left-handed pitcher, John Lester, he obviously has his well-documented issues throwing to first base, fielding, um, bunts, stuff like that. Did you think that the Dodgers – did enough to try to exploit that last night?
1: You know, I never think any teams do enough. Uh, I was there in Kansas City uh, when the Royals did enough in the wild card game a couple years ago. I thought they were the one team that really took advantage, and I thought uh, from then on, Lester man some trouble. And, uh, you know, he was a free agent that offseason. Uh, he got a big contract. Uh, teams didn't worry about it. He got $155 million from the Cubs. And uh, no team has really successfully exploited uh, his weakness, and it clearly is a weakness. He cannot throw to the bases at all, um, and, uh, and no teams really have successfully exploited it. Uh, the, the Dodgers gave it an attempt; uh, uh, they needed to do that. Uh, they have trouble hitting lefties. They have trouble getting on base against lefties. They were the worst team in terms of OPS in terms of batting average against lefties. Lester, in particular, gives them trouble, and uh, I don't blame them. I expect them to try to do more in the first game. Um, I I thought they did uh, do a a lot or tried to do a lot in the second game. They were not successful, but uh, I, I would have even tried even more. They just, they cannot hit this guy. They need to rattle him. They have not been able to do it. And, um, you know, I'm I just I'm just surprised that nobody can do it because uh, if you can bunt back to him, you've got a shot. Uh, he cannot throw to first base, uh, as you'd expect. I mean, the guy's incredible throwing a home, but uh, he's got something going on where he can't throw to the bases, and uh, teams have just not been able to get to him on that.
0: Yeah, and I thought that John Smoltz uh, on the broadcast last night said it really well that the the big leads that they're getting they were wasted because as soon as he goes to home, they're taking two steps back because they're worried about the back pick. So, really, the lead did nothing. And if there was a, t- a time to to take that chance, it was going to be in Game 5 when you have Kershaw as kind of your safety net in Game 6 one way or the other, and you can't hit Lester anyway. So, if you're going to get right. a base and take a 20, 25-foot lead, you have to go. I mean, you have nothing to lose. I thought they, they wasted a huge chance – in that first inning um, when they got the guy on he didn't steal and then he didn't even he he stops at second on a single doesn't get to third um, could have potentially scored on a sacrifice fly it doesn't happen Um, I think that they wasted a lot of opportunities and before the game Dave Roberts said we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're gonna do it which is what everybody says but then after the game he's like well you you know you can't I I guess I don't remember exactly what his quote was but kind of said, well, you have to be kind of careful and Ross can still throw. Well, then why did you say you were going to run and bunt the whole time before the game?
1: Yeah, I I think the base runners are just programmed to assume that the the pitcher can throw somewhat to first base because you play 162 games and every other pitcher in the major leagues basically can throw to first base. He threw one time to first base, if my recollection is correct, against the Brewers sometime in the middle of the season, and that was it. I think that is enough – Evidence that he's really not going to be able to throw to first base, and you got to take that big lead and not take two steps back toward first and not worry about it and go. And uh... they just couldn't get it through their heads that he wasn't going to do it. Lester obviously has that menacing look. He's looking over there, he's acting like he could do it, and hes I think he out-acted them or something. I, I don't know, but uh, they needed to really have the mindset that he's not going to do it because he, he cannot do it. So uh, they they just couldn't get it through their heads that uh, he, he was not able to do it. You could tell him he can't do it, but he's looking over there like a guy who might throw to first, but uh, I think you got to force him to try to throw to first and, and actually go. Um and uh, they did not do it successfully. They tried a little bit with the big leads, with a little bunting, a little bit, not enough. Uh, They just didn't do a good job overall. They tried it, and I give them credit for trying it. That's what you got to do. But uh, they did not execute it very well at all.
0: Yeah, if there was ever a sign that it was working or could work, was I think when he fielded the bunt, threw the bounce pass, and then glared into the, the dugout. If I'm a Dodger, I'm saying... Dude, you just proved our point. And now let's <laughs> go out and do of so
1: well, he did get the out there. I mean, it, it is funny how he's, uh, like, de- developed his bounce pass, which in, in basketball will show a, a guard uh, being very proficient at passing. This should, will prove that he's not proficient. But uh, he did get the out, so uh, on that level, it is a success for him. But I don't think it proved that he's able to do it time and again or consistently. And, the, you know, the glare is fine. He got the he won that one. But the Dodgers should have kept trying, and they just were not able to do it, and they... I don't know if they were convinced by the glare, the bounce pass, whatever it was. They needed to go for it more than they did.
0: And if, they, if the Cubs make it to the, the World Series, you would have to think that Terry Francona and the Indians are watching that saying, okay, we have to do something, and you have to imagine that they'll be able to take more advantage of that.
1: Yeah, I mean Terry Francona certainly knows John Lester. Now this problem has developed later in his career, but I mean he's certainly been studying. He's one, obviously one of the best managers in the game. I thought he deserved the American League Manager of the Year award. I think that even more now. Uh, he's just terrific. They are going to be u- u- uber prepared and. Uh, ready to go, and uh, I'm not going to count the Indians out as I've counted them out throughout the year, so I'm going to stop here and not claim that they have no chance, as I've been claiming um, pretty much uh, all along. Uh, They certainly do have a chance. Terry Francona is excellent, and uh, I think they have a team that might be able to bunt a little bit more than the Dodgers. The Dodgers do not have a good bunting. The Cubs have a better bunting team than the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a typical Team right now, even in the National League, there are a few teams that can bunt. Milwaukee is a little can do it a little bit. Uh, the Cubs are not terrible. Baez can bunt, uh, Ross can bunt a little bit. Uh, they got a couple guys who can bunt. The Dodgers are not too good at bunting or running, for that matter. I think Kendrick was their leading base dealer, and that, I'll tell you, he, he, they cannot run either.
0: If things don't work out in the playoffs, especially for a team like the Dodgers, one of the the lightning rods for criticism is naturally going to be the the first-year manager, whether he deserves it or not. How would you assess Dave Roberts so far? Um, There have been a couple head-scratching moves to some. I know that some were upset that he didn't bring in Jansen down by two yesterday when he brought him in up by six before. Uh, Kensa Maeda getting pulled against John Lester. I actually kind of agreed with him, or at least saw his point of view when he explained it later on, saying he wasn't going to face Fowler anyway, and he was starting to lose it, so why not just make the move now? How, how do you overall assess Roberts um, in this I Yeah, kind of way, way
1: too much was made of taking him out uh, for Lester. I, I, I do think he could have gotten Lester. The reliever could got Lester. It, it didn't matter, but uh, he obviously did, did not have a lot of faith in Maeda. That's understandable. I've seen Maeda in these playoffs hasn't been as good as he was in the regular season, so he, he could say, well, we're happy we have our top three pitchers going, but really they have the greatest pitcher in baseball. They have another very talented pitcher, and they have a a rookie who was good in the regular season, but has not been good in the postseason. So he had a short leash on Maeda. Do not blame him there. I would kind of question that Carlos Ruiz batting cleanup. I like him as a hitter generally. He had no track record whatsoever with a 0-for-14 or 0-for-16 lifetime against Leicester. I think it was... Uh, for 14 the regular season. Uh, so I didn't get that, but uh, I don't think that's a, a determining factor. I would say that uh, I enjoyed watching the gambit of the, all the intentional walks of Hayward and, and Coglin to get uh, um, uh, Chapman out of the game the other day and uh, to to, to ho- hopefully in their minds at least hold them to no runs. That did not work. I think the problem there was – uh, he had an idea, and uh, he forced it by intentionally walking Hayward. The way Hayward is going right now, you have got to just think of that as a as a gift horse and, and nothing more, and just be happy that he's in the lineup and know that he's a probable out at this point, and not worry about getting Chapman out of the game because really uh, Chapman isn't always great in the second inning anyway. They had Kike uh, Hernandez uh, batting next in the in the next inning, which is a Good hitter against hard-throwing lefties, uh, even very hard-throwing lefties. Uh, so I, I don't think it was that imperative that they got Chapman out of that game. It was a nice effort, but I would say that was probably not the, exactly the right move based on the fact that he walked Hayward. Other than that, I, mean, I think Dave Roberts is terrific. He's great in the clubhouse. He's got a great personality. Uh, he's got a thick skin. He's uh, very uh, very good in a big, big media market. Uh, I think it was an excellent choice. I'm not going to be overly critical of one move here or there. Uh, They're in good position right now. They're uh, two games away from the World Series, of course, one game away from elimination. But they are in the final two in the National League, the final three in baseball. I mean, I understand we live in uh, an era where we're going to criticize everybody and anything, and people are criticizing Bruce Bochy for... Stuff that he did, and there's a the guy who won three World Series with a team, uh, never a team that was the best team. Uh, so, if we can criticize Bruce Bochy, we can certainly criticize the rookie manager. I think the Dodgers uh, picked exactly the right guy for that job, and he did a terrific job overall this year. And I'm not going to count one uh, second guess against him and say, okay, he's not that great because he is. He's a very good manager.
0: And Joe Madden is catching some maybe lack or some more disagreement than usual, I think, for some of his um, decisions, namely Jason Hayward in the lineup pretty much every day. I think that's where it starts, where people are starting to question Madden. Um, some of his bullpen things, uh, the reliance on Chapman for two innings when Chapman doesn't want to pitch two innings. He's not comfortable there. Uh, maybe that's a, who cares, you're going to do it anyway, or it's a, hey, this isn't what he... Where he's comfortable, so we're not going to do it. Let's start with Hayward. Um, What do you do with him at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would probably uh, go to an alternative. The alternatives aren't that great. I think it's a twofold situation. Uh, Hayward is excellent defensively on the base pass, and he has been your uh, right fielder. And you don't have great alternatives. Uh, Caesar not uh, active. Uh, He is a better hitter than him, but. Uh, you could go with Contreras, who's been a catcher, and put him in the outfield. You could uh, go with um, uh, uh, Coglin in the outfield. You could go with uh, rookie Almora in the outfield. I mean, nobody has really lit the world on fire, and Contreras really isn't an outfielder. He did a pretty good job out there uh, when given that chance this year, though. Um, so I-, I think the alternatives aren't great, and. Uh, Hayward does provide you defense, so that's the reasoning for it. That being said, I do think he's shown more faith in Hayward than I would have shown, that a lot of people would have shown. Uh, That being said, uh, I I was thinking they should maybe switch out of Russell, and a lot of people were, and he stuck with Russell, and that proved to be an excellent move, obviously. uh, Russell came through with two big games in a row and really helped them win games four and five. So. In uh, fact, he's stuck with his guys generally has uh, paid off uh, to this point. Now, Rizzo obviously was struggling, but you really can't replace Rizzo. Uh, so, uh, you know, he didn't really have an alternative there. But he's stuck with his guys, and so far it's paying off because uh, just because of what Russell has done.
0: Yeah, and I agree that you want to stick with your guys, and Joe said if he would have done anything different, um, any kind of pep talks that it would have shown, them that maybe he was nervous or was panicking, but I think this is more than just a one or two series struggle for Hayward. He hasn't been able to hit a fastball all season, and so I think this goes way deeper than the playoffs. If you're gonna play him for your defense, fine, but don't bat him sixth. Um, to me, he looks lost at the plate. His at bats aren't even good. I think he's guessing on a lot of two strike things and. I'm not going to go as far as to say that this signing is a bust. He's 27. He still does a ton of yeah, defensively base running, a great teammate. Guys in the in the clubhouse love him. Um, and that, to me, all has a lot of value. Um, but for right now, I think if you you know sit him at least for the first half of the game, and if you have a 3-1 to lead in the 5th or the 6th and you want to bring him in early for defense then, fine. Um, but I, he's left double-digit guys on in the playoffs so far, and I just don't know that uh, you, can, you can trust him. I think Solaire in right field is certainly worse defensively, but you know at least against Kershaw, he can put one out. Um, and here, here's the decision. Where do you go for your lineup against Kershaw? Do you go defense where you put Hayward out there, or do you say, hey, we might need one run or two to get him, and Solaire can do that, so we'll, we'll sacrifice defense there?
1: Yeah, I mean, they may look at it as it's going to be such a low-scoring game that where they go for the defense, um, I don't think that Hayward has much of a chance of any against Kershaw or probably um, Hill either. Um, he's just not hitting at all, even against an average pitcher. and. Certainly, Kershaw can get up there to 95. It's going to be a problem for uh, Hayward. It seems like uh, the fastball has been a problem for him. I certainly wouldn't bet him sixth or even seventh. I'd put him as far down as you can put him if you're going to play him. And I'm with you. He, he, to me, he's uh, played his way into a defensive replacement. He has not earned a spot. Uh, and uh, they can't. And they can't. I don't believe they are worrying about the fact they've got the uh, uh, seven more years with him. I don't believe that's the case, but they certainly cannot think about that. They need to get to the World Series for the first time in 71 years, so you got to do whatever is best, uh, and that is that. Um,
0: for game six, Kershaw versus Hendricks, Who is your early, what's your early gut telling you?
1: Well, I mean, uh, the Dodgers are probably favored in this game. Uh, you've got the best pitcher um, in Major League Baseball going, uh, Hendricks is, has been very good. He led the league in ERA, only because Kershaw didn't have enough innings. So these are the two best run preventers of guys who threw at least 100 innings in the National League or in baseball this year. So it should be a low-scoring game, it should be a quite exciting game. Um, you know, ultimately, uh, to win, you only need to win one out of two. got to favor the Cubs, and uh, I don't, Think that it's really a Jinx or a history or the Billy Goat or the Bartman or any of that uh, playing here, but uh, the Dodgers I think have a legitimate shot to sweep in Chicago because they do have the pitching uh, advantage. Even against the ERA leader, you got Kershaw going, and then you got the left-hander Hill going. Um, you know, even against Arietta at this point, all the lefties are giving the teams trouble, and we knew the Dodgers had trouble with lefties coming in here. And they certainly did with Lester, but uh, it appears that the Cubs have had trouble with lefties as well. They're going back to Matt Moore, and uh Baumgartner is the only guy they really got to the uh, you know all-time great postseason left-hander. Uh, they got to him, uh, but of course that was a pitcher who hit him, hit him really for the Cubs. So they have not hit lefties, and the Dodgers have two lefties going. So uh, I think they've got a, a decent shot, even though they have to win two out of two. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's more than 50-50, but uh, it's not that far below uh, 50-50 to uh, to sweep in Chicago.
0: And that's kind of crazy to think with Arietta in Game 7, but he just hasn't been the same guy. That he was last year. He's not. I mean, no, the year.
1: command has not been the same. The other stats are somewhat similar. Uh, he certainly has not been the same as he was in the second half last year. He was basically unhittable in the second half, had the no hitter at Dodger Stadium. Uh, so uh, overall, the other stats are close. Uh, the command, not quite there. Still an excellent pitcher, uh, but. In this series right now, the lefties are where it's at. That's where you want throwing. So if you got Lester, which they don't anymore, that's great. If you got Kershaw, that's great. If you got Hill, that's great. Even the other good righties, uh, they're getting hit a little bit. So we'll see here with, uh, with Hendricks and Arietta.
0: And we'll end on this. The Indians with their layoff, is that good for them or bad for them that they're sitting?
1: Well, I think it's probably good that uh, Bauer uh, will have another a few extra days to rest and hopefully recover, and his uh, pinky will be okay. Uh, that was an unfortunate incident, put his team in jeopardy there. I know he feels bad about it, but uh, uh, they came through with flying colors, thanks to that great bullpen. Uh, obviously, Andrew Miller, the best reliever in baseball, plus the other guys are very good, too, Allen and Otero, Shaw, a uh, really good bullpen. Um, you know it, that can work that way. We've seen the Tigers struggle after long layoffs in the past, but uh, you know maybe that was something particular to the Tigers. I I actually think that should be an advantage to have the layoff, and uh, and uh, I wouldn't worry about it if I'm an Indians supporter. Uh, they've been so great all year. The, I think the chemistry is really a factor here. I know I'll get some saber people arguing with me, but. Uh, I think that their uh, clubhouse has really helped them. Their manager has really helped them. And, uh, you know, they have a very nice overall team. It's just uh, a little bit shocking to some of us that, uh, they're where they are, wiping out Boston, wiping out Toronto without a number two. Their number two and three starter right now, they have a number one starter in Kluber. They've got a number four starter, questionable, uh, with Bauer. They've got the number five starter, Tomlin, and they have got the rookie, Merritt. Uh, so uh, they've got, and they've got that great bullpen. So uh, I don't put anything past the Cleveland Indians at this point, and I don't think the rest is any kind of a hindrance to them at all.
0: You'll be uh, on the road covering the World Series for us. Which, which city do you want to, to win based on their food choices,
1: Chicago or L.A.? <laughs> well, Chicago and uh, L.A. are both uh, spectacular on the food choices, but uh, uh, you know, I think the writers generally will uh, like the story of the Cubs and uh, would like the convenience of Chicago to Cleveland versus L.A., but uh, nobody can argue with L.A. Uh, with the weather uh, and all the other pleasantries out there. It's a very, very nice place. But uh, food choices, uh, they're both spectacular. But, uh, again, I've got to uh, suggest Lou Malnati's, if anybody goes to Chicago, for the pizza. And and Chicago-style hot dog. You've got to go wherever they have Vienna beef. And there's a lot of good Chicago hot dog places.
0: All right. Well, we'll catch up with you next week, then, and uh, get a report on, on how your restaurant dining
1: went. All right. Great
0: talking to you. All right. Thanks.